feel like this thing makes my boobs get squished. But like it's squished in a flat way, not in a like, hey. <laughs> okay, so you're one and I'm four? Yeah, bitches. That's what you are. I'm number four. What the fuck? Well, you fell out of grace. Well, but you've been broke all fucking week. I have been making up so, for it with my mouth. Thank you. Okay. Well, that still slid you down the roster. <laughs> you were not complaining. You said those were like really good sessions we had. They were great blowjobs. I'm so glad you approve of them. But you know, my other hoes, they had other functioning holes. So. Well, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm just fucking. Where around. the hell were they? <clears throat> I don't know. I Where could the, be like the, tapping them in like, yo, it's your turn. That's exactly what I needed this week, too. Yeah. It was a rough week. Was it? Yeah, at work. It sucked. Yeah. So having, you know, a few extra lady friends would have been very nice this week. It would have. It would have took the edge off. It would have. So going to have to work on that. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't really have a choice. So I'm going to have to work on it. All right. So are you ready to do episode 76? Holy shit, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? 76. Holy hell. Who would have thought? I don't know. The two of us idiots would be doing this still at 76 episodes. Hey, I'm not an idiot. I'm just a blonde. <laughs> With I, I really mean that, bad brain fog. I mean that in the most loving way possible. I know you do. And I hope our <laughs> listeners understand that you really do mean it. I you mean, love me I a do. lot and put up with a ton of my shit. I absolutely do. <laughs> so with that being said... It's a pineapple party. Oh, and we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, Buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And here we are, episode number 76 of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. I'm your host, Pedro Martinez, along with my beautifully stunning redheaded wife. Well, she's redheaded right now, anyway. For the the time being. (laughs) Tink. Hello. So, if you have not listened to us before, uh, we are a walking dumpster fire when it comes to this podcast. So, Walking or rolling? Which one? I mean... I think we lost our wheels a long time ago. So, oh, shit. But so it's a downhill slope that we're on. So we're sliding. Yeah, we're like pushing the dumpster. All so, right. but it's on fire. It's hot. I like it. Hey, I mean, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um, we have been doing this obviously for 76 episodes. Yes. So I can't believe that. A little over a year now. Yep. And uh, we bring you as much. Uh, factual information and our opinions on mm-hmm. things involving everything ENM. So yes. ethical non-monogamy, swinging, poly, kink, BDSM. Yep, we do it all. Um, now I know some of you that listen all the time are like, "Why the fuck are these people telling us about the show?" <laughs> we listen every week. Well, uh, some good friends of ours went out and promoted for us at a big hotel takeover in indiana so exciting i miss Um, hotel takeovers yes so hopefully we've got some new listeners from up there in indiana or was it kentucky kentucky or indiana but 
it was a pretty big event and I'm not sure if I can say the name because I haven't spoken to the owner of the event, but um, we definitely appreciate them letting our friends advertise for us. That was a awesome thing to do and we definitely appreciate it. That we do. So let's go ahead and get into this week's topics. I know we have uh, a good swing topic Mm -hmm. and a good poly topic. Yes. For sure. Oh, yeah. Not sure how people will feel about the BDSM topic, but I mean, we'll we'll deal with that later. (laughs) That sounds good. All right. So what do you got for us for our swinging segment this week? So for swinging, we are talking about the feelings that you may have when it comes to someone that you have wanting to have played with like you have it set that this is the person you want to play with like you have your eye set but as you're you know talking with them they voice their opinions on or not really their opinions but their idea for the night of who they actually want to play with and they haven't hinted towards you about wanting to play with you but they're telling bastards they're telling you you know what they're looking for and what they want to do but you had your eye set on them do you hold yourself back from playing like saying that you want to play with them because they've already kind of voiced their agenda well i think this can go two different ways that could have been their way of saying they're interested Mm -hmm. you know because we know there's a lot of shy you know people who aren't very confident in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. so it could be taken as hey i'm telling you all these things i'm trying to get into tonight Mm -hmm. because i want to get into them with you or at least some of these with you but I'm too afraid to say, I want to do this with you. Yeah. You know, and then there's the other side of it where, you know, they may not have interest in you. You know, it's a 50 50 thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that depends on like how well you know them. Okay. Because if you know them pretty well, then obviously you'll have more conversation, you know, with that person and they're going to tell you more details than someone you just met right you know so if it's your friend and you're like oh i want to do this this and this then it's probably not with you okay i mean that would be my guess because i feel like if you're friends mm-hmm. they would have no problem saying let's go do x y and z okay but if it's someone you just met you know it could be that they're interested in you or it could just be they're being polite and having a conversation mm-hmm but for me personally, uh, when it comes to people I just met, if I'm interested in playing with them, then I'm not going to back off. Okay. If you, they, because you want to kind of like put your stake in for like, right. hey, I want you to know I'm interested in playing with you. So I would like for that to happen at some point tonight. Right. Because every shot you don't take, you're going to miss. True. So I feel like if I'm really interested in that person and they haven't said hey i'm interested in you well i'm going to shoot my shot until they say sorry i'm not interested right you know and obviously i'm not going to be a douche about it and bug them nonstop. but right i will definitely make it known you know hey i would love to do x y and z with you you know when you have time if you're interested just come find me and we can make that happen so my question now is you do all that right yeah 
what happens if you see them, you know, you don't get to play with them this time. The next time you see them again at the party, do you again come up to them and say, hey, I really would like a chance to play with you. I know I didn't get a chance last time. Or do you just kind of feel it out because each event and each time you meet could be slightly off where you might not be on the same line of, you know, I want to play with this person or maybe they're not feeling wanting to play. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to feel them out every time I see them, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot can be taken from how you interact with people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, say that first time we didn't get to play, but if they were friendly throughout the whole evening, mm-hmm. You know, like flirty, friendly. Yeah, yeah, like if they were friendly and making sure to say hi when they saw me, then this the next time I see them, I'm definitely going to you know approach them again. Okay. You know because to me, by them continuing to you know make small talk or just say hello or you know make eye contact as we walk by, mm-hmm. to me that shows some sort of interest. Right, like you're doing that subtle flirtation back and forth between each other. Right. So. If that's going on, then I'm absolutely going to approach them again. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's none of that, I'll have to see how the interaction is that second time when I first say hello. Okay. You know, if they're kind of reserved, not as bubbly or flirty as they were the first time we met, mm-hmm. then that's probably a good indication that they're not interested in you. Okay. At least that's how I perceive it. So, you know... I'm sure sometimes that shoots me in the foot because I see it that way. They mm-hmm. could just be having an off night or. Yeah. Cause I'm definitely prone to where I'm having off nights and you know, I'm definitely still thinking about it. Like it's not like I wrote it off completely, but I just might not be in that mindset that you can read it easily from me that I'm still interested. I'm just, I'm a little off. Like I, I've had that before when we went to TPA mm-hmm. and like I was all for it, but I was just off. I wasn't, I don't really know exactly what was going on, but I definitely wasn't my normal bubbly self where I'm like animated about everything and excited. Yeah, I mean, like you're not always all over people mm-hmm. at, at parties or clubs, but I, I feel like on a normal night, mm-hmm. once you kind of get that initial conversation out of the way, if you like that person, you're definitely kind of glued to them. Yeah, like I, I've made up my mind and that's the person I'm gonna wanna play with. Right. And that just didn't really happen at TPA. Mm-mm. So, but I mean, like it's not like you were uh, not feeling well or there was anything going on between us. It mm-hmm. was just, and it's not like the people were the cause. You know, it's not like you weren't attracted to anybody. Oh my God, no, there was a ton of people I was attracted to. And I was making, you know, the, the connections. Um, but I don't know, I just kind of felt like I was a stick in the mud. Yeah, like, <laughs> like in myself, like for myself, I was somehow put myself in the mud. Yeah, because I mean, there was obviously a lot of interest in you mm-hmm. and you had, you know, some lengthy conversations with a few guys and yeah, um, I mean, you even made out with one in the pool at the end of the night, mm-hmm. but I mean, it kind of stopped right there. It did, yeah. And you were just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. Night's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is definitely not my, my normal at all. Normally I'm chasing people down and I'm here or there and I'm, you know, having pretty much like the, not the life of the party, but like everybody wants to kind of like hang out and be around because there's so much fun activity going on. Yeah. And like, I think this topic, I mean, like what we've talked about already 
is one part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, the other part is when you see them showing interest in other people, mm-hmm. do you back off or not? Like, so <laughs> I have definitely been on that end where I'm, I'm so I'm looking at, you know, the people that I'm interested in and I'm kind of seeing like who all they're talking to. And if they're surrounded by a bunch of people, I am not going to get myself involved and try to like put my stake in. I will kind of watch from afar and I'll definitely be more reserved. And if there's, if it looks like there's a lot of stuff going on as far as like building of something as far as play happening with that person I was interested in, I'll just kind of take my step back and go, okay, maybe another time. Okay, now what if it's someone you know, like the person they are going to be playing with mm-hmm. is someone you know or are friends with. Do you kind of interject with her and be like, hey, you know, I'm interested in playing with him also. Do you want to make it a threesome? You know, like, do you ever think about doing that? I don't, but it would be something that I could potentially do the next time that that situation could occur that way i mean like obviously a lot of women love having women attention but they also like having that one-on-one time with a guy so it wouldn't hurt to at least shoot that shot of like hey girl can we like tag team this one and if she says hey like i kind of want to just you know one pony ride this one I'll be like, okay, I totally understand. Go get it and go have lots of fun for me. Yeah, because I feel like for you as a woman, mm-hmm. you have a much higher uh, chance, I guess, of making that happen. Of making it into a threesome? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think any woman has a higher chance of creating a threesome versus a guy. Right, but not a lot of women, I think, f- feel that's maybe appropriate to do. Yes, I feel like it's a very great, there's a great area with it. And the reason I say that is because when it, if if in this situation that you're bringing up as an example, I would be friends with this person. Right, yeah, you're not so, just gonna do that to a stranger. <laughs> right, I wouldn't do this to a stranger or even someone that I just met and like say even if we had an hour or two of talking and like we were kind of like being, you know, kind of girly friends with each other, um, I would still wouldn't do that with them. Because that's where you would kind of cross that line where women would be like, yeah, this isn't where you would interject yourself. Right. So. Uh, unless would, that woman came to you. Yeah. And was like, hey, uh, we should go rock this guy's world together. Right. Like, and that's that's where it would happen. Like the other woman would be the one to to ask. And like, I know you could kind of see that both ways. Like, well, is it acceptable or not acceptable? But maybe when that conversation that I might've had with that woman, if we were having girl talk was, I would say, I love threesomes and you know, I'm totally digging this guy over here. And if she happened to like that guy too, and was talking with him and then later came to me and been like, Hey, you know how you said you like threesomes? That's when it would be perfectly fine because she already had that knowledge that I was into that. Right. So for you to, to interject, it would have to be like a, a decently close friend yeah and um now would it matter if she is bi or like would you care if there was no girl girl play and it was just kind of like you know the two of you taking oh. care of the guy 
So I, I wouldn't mind if she was straight, but I definitely would have to keep myself in check so that I wouldn't make her feel uncomfortable. So like I would, you know, if she was okay with me to like hold her up, <laughs> like support, like if I was riding his face and she was riding his cock, if like she wouldn't mind that, okay, like that would be okay. But otherwise I would have to keep myself in check to not do anything further. Like, you know, smacking her butt or grabbing her cheeks or, you know, caressing her boobs or anything like that. Like I'd have to really be like, she's not interested in girls. We're just sharing the same dude. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like for me, like I'm all for that. If, you know, there's a woman I'm interested in and I see one of my friends, you know, getting to go play with her, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've said this before on the podcast a long time ago that like, I have no problem approaching him and being like, Hey, why don't you, you know, ask if she'd be okay with a threesome, you know, with the three of us. Yeah. And if he says, you know, uh, well, I kind of want some one-on-one time with her, then that's totally fine. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me. Okay. But I think most guys, um, at, at least my friends would be like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> I'm going to try to make this happen. Yeah. I almost feel like, well, I mean, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this something that like guys kind of already have set in the back of their mind is they want to create a threesome? Not necessarily. I mean, I, I love one-on-one time. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like in those environments, when you have a set amount of time to make things happen, you kind of have to adjust your game plan. So if things aren't looking good for me, one-on-one with people, I have no problem being the other guy, like, Mm -hmm. or one of the guys, I don't care, you know, like, you know, if if there's a, yeah, like that doesn't bother me. You know, as long as I'm into the chick mm-hmm. and I like the dudes that are there. Right. Um, but like if it was, you know, three or four of my friends and one of their wives was like, I want all you guys. I'd be like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I mean, because I, as a man, I completely understand my options are very limited when I go out. You know, I mean, like I may get a lot of attention, but that doesn't always Leap transfer over to play. Right. So I'm going to take whatever opportunities I can, even if I have to help create those opportunities. Right. And that may be a little selfish of me, but that's the reason why we're in the swing lifestyle. Right. Cause that's the thing that's, that's almost like the beauty in it is that you can create all these scenarios that work best for you. And like you said, you can, as long as you keep yourself open to it, change it up to fit when it comes to a criteria, like, you only have five hours and that's the whole party. Mm-hmm. So from start to finish, you need to find somebody or multiple if you happen to find multiple that you would like to play with. Yeah, I mean, for guys like me, multiple people is tough in that kind of a window. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I was uh, a better known bull, mm-hmm. you know, if I was hung like a fucking bull, <laughs> um, I feel like that would be easy to do. Mm-hmm. But being a more average guy, you know, one person is kind of like where I set my standard. (laughs) Like if I can play with one person at a party, then I'm happy. That's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I feel like I could play with a guy and then a girl and that would be my max, but I would still be kind of stressed on time. So I would focus more on just like finding just one. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it depends on 
the the people there yeah for you you know because we've made a lot of really good friends over the years and you know if there's multiple friends of ours at an event mm -hmm. like then obviously you can be you, quite busy you you have your choice of whatever dick you want whenever you want it yeah so it's not like you have to go find it you know and and the only thing that holds you back with people you don't know is the fact that it takes you time to feel comfortable enough to sleep with somebody yes i mean because we've been to a, a million different parties and stuff and you could literally have pretty much any dick in the room at any time <laughs> so you are the only one holding you back yeah which you, i know true. you know that i do but yeah. and i'm not saying that you know i'm telling you just go be a total hoe i mean yeah, I, want, I couldn't do it. My little self would break down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want you to do whatever you're comfortable with doing. Yeah. But, you know, in those environments, it's you that holds you back. Yeah. So I, I feel like with this topic, it can be touchy for people, mm -hmm. you, you know, because some people will say, well, I don't want to uh, hold people back from having fun with others. Mm -hmm. So they will just kind of drop it, you know, yeah. if the other person doesn't say, Hey, I'm interested in you. Yeah. And then there's people like me that will politely, you know, keep the pressure on. Yeah. And then there's the assholes that'll just bombard that person for over you know, and over every time. Yeah. Just like be like, Hey, I'd like to play. Yeah. Which, you know, we all know those types of people and they're yeah. fucking annoying. But, um, I feel like if, if they don't give you a no, or like a very uh, distinct cue mm -hmm. that they are not interested, mm -hmm. then you have to at least keep throwing your interest out if you're interested in that person. Yeah, I feel like that is something that I myself struggle with is trying to keep it known that I'm still interested in the person, especially when like I see them already like invested in something else going on. Well, I think the problem is it goes back to what we just talked about you don't let them know like right then and there mm. you're ready to go play right i take time to like build that up to then so, like hey you know i'm kind of feeling this so when you guys have a break in conversation and they go hang out with someone else yeah. if that lady is like do you want to go play they're gonna go right for it they're gonna go play yeah you know instead of waiting around for you all night yeah <laughs> to make up your mind just gotta wait around on me that's all so it's all good yeah i mean like i'm not saying that there's, there's anything wrong with that but that's why yeah those guys do that you know because they're gonna go they need to find what they're looking for to make sure that they have a good time that night right and i like mean it sounds kind of bad but at the same time that's what the whole point is right and it, it sounds terrible to say but i mean a woman who comes up to a man and says i want to go play mm -hmm. is much easier than talking to a woman for four hours hoping that you'll get to go play with her yeah so guys are always going to go with the easy route yeah i'm sure i swear i'm not a cock blocker <laughs> i well, just no i mean if people listen to the show they should know by now that the chances of you playing with someone on the first or even second time meeting even if you hit it off really well is pretty small yeah I mean, yeah. I, I can like off the top of my head, I can think of all the ones that I have played with. And by the time that like, I actually got a chance to play, it was a few times after meeting them. Yeah, I mean, and some of them were, you know, six months to a year after yeah. just because we didn't get to see them. Right, exactly. Often. We didn't get to see them all the time. So it was usually almost to that point again where right. we were like, oh, hey. Right, so. And we just like picked off 
picked up from where we had left off. And I mean, I, I'm kind of that way, just not nearly as bad as you. Yeah. You like, can function a lot better than I can. <laughs> well, I mean, I can read people well enough yeah. that within, you know, half hour to an hour of talking to them or hanging out with them. You can tell if they're interested still or not. Well, I can tell if I'm going to be interested. Oh, well, yeah, that too. <laughs> like, I don't have to feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, past that. Yeah. That 30 minutes to an hour. If, you know, I'm still really digging them after that. Mm -hmm. Then to me, that's a, a green light to go ahead and play. Yeah. Where you kind of have that like, well, you know, Maybe. he's, he's cute and, you know, he's got, you know, a dick I can work with and he's really nice, but I don't know, you know, like you do that shit. I'm so terrible. <clears throat> and then at the end of the night, he'll either go and play with someone else or you guys won't get to play. Yeah. And then you'll be chatting for the next three or four months going, oh, I wish we would have done this or, you know. Yeah. Like I'll be kicking myself going, I should have just done this. Yeah. yeah. That's just how it goes. It but does. I mean, yeah. So as far as getting back on this topic, it's kind of up to you to read the situation. Yeah. You know, but always be respectful about it. Mm -hmm. You know, don't uh, make someone feel uncomfortable or or bothered right you know if they go about you, it with some etiquette yeah i mean you gotta have tact yeah and if after like two or three times meeting maybe you know like you see them at the club two mm -hmm. three times and nothing's happened there's a good chance they're not interested and yeah. it's time to move on yeah you know I, I feel like two or three times meeting if there's nothing mentioned about play mm -hmm. it's not going to at least not for quite a while you know okay. unless situations change or maybe you know you hit the gym for six months and you know now you're this big buff dude and that's what she's into mm -hmm. like there's situations that can change it but well, at the moment you just got to live with it fair so. enough so what do you got for us for polyamory okay so we've talked about how you and i and there are many others that are swingers but are also poly yes and how, I mean, for us, the worlds, the, those two worlds do come together. Um, but we differentiate because obviously when you're swinging, there's no feelings attached with that. Right. Um, when it comes to. Or, or at least not deep enough. Yeah. There, there's feelings. like that friend types of feelings, yeah. not the romantic, I want to have a relationship with you. Yeah. Like you would if you were in a polyamorous relationship. Um, but. What I'm curious is, do we have a stigma from the opposite side, the swingers looking in towards the polyamorous people and how they don't necessarily belong together? I mean, I feel like we've definitely seen that over the years because true swingers, you know, people that only swing, they're not uh, polyamorous. Mm -hmm. They see the feelings thing as very scary and yeah the feelings part yeah and i feel like they think if there's polyamorous people that are swinging if they play with those people that they're gonna you know fall in love with them or something you know or try to steal their partner away or you know or right. convert them to polyamory mm -hmm. and like honestly it's just ignorance on their part yeah because they don't understand polyamory but I mean, there's not a lot you can do to change that mm -hmm. except, you know, do what we're doing and try to explain it 
you know, so that people that may not understand can understand. Okay. So what about when it comes to say, okay, some people can see it as like when you go to the swinger events that, you know, most of the time you're DTF and yes, obviously it's done ethically and consensually, but if you're in a polyamorous relationship or you happen to be poly, does that like disqualify you from being poly because you go and swing and you're down to fuck any time that you connect with somebody? Well, no. I mean, being polyamorous doesn't take away your ability to have no strings attached sex. Like, right. I mean, uh, unless that's part of your dynamic as a polyamorous, you know, couple, thruple, quad, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If your partners say you can't swing, well, then you shouldn't be swinging. Right. But if everyone in your life is either a swinger or doesn't care that you swing, then it doesn't fucking matter. Like it's, it's just no strings attached sex, you know? Cause like I said, just because you're polyamorous doesn't mean you're going to fall in love with someone that you put your dick in or <laughs> fall in love with someone that puts their dick in you. No, especially I mean, like when you know there is a huge difference between the two lifestyles. Yeah. I mean, hell we've played with one of my best friends Yeah, and you know, he has a very romantic style of play. Yes. You know, where you do not, but that didn't change the fact that you guys were still able to play and have a good time. (laughs) Right. Because there's tons of ways for the two realms basically to coexist with each other. So, I mean, we have say we were in a relationship with somebody if they were okay with us to still be swinging we could and they know that feelings wouldn't develop from that one time play with somebody and say they became you know a regular play partner when it came to the swinging not saying that feelings could occur but if they did occur we would talk to the person we were dating to say hey i know i've been playing with this person guy or female whichever things have kind of taken a turn and you should have that discussion with them because they already said they were okay with you still swinging Mm -hmm. and things can develop that way not saying that you obviously would want them to and i feel like that percentage of that even happening is very low because those two realms don't like you're not obviously going into swinging going oh i'm gonna find somebody well i mean i 100 percent agree with that like you don't go into swinging thinking that you will or hoping to meet another polyamorous partner Mm -hmm. but i will say that because you get to be intimate with people Mm -hmm. and we always create pretty good friendships with people as well we do um that tends to lead us down a road of eventually getting feelings for people yeah and but i don't always think that they feel that way oh no i'm not saying they do yeah but for us Mm -hmm. we will get feelings like a perfect example we have a very close female friend that we both really like yeah and we've played with her mm-hmm. and we talk all the time and she's also a swinger yeah and plays with a bunch of different people yeah you know that doesn't detract us <laughs> from still having feelings for her no no like, it doesn't like we don't care like she can go out and fuck whoever she wants mm-hmm we still look forward to every time we hear from her. 
you yeah, know. Yeah, and, we totally do. And we still are like, yeah, we would totally, totally play have again a, and we would totally have a relationship if that would be the course for it to go. Right. And that would stem from swinging. But yeah. we didn't go into swinging hoping to meet somebody like that. No. And I I almost feel like some I, I hate using the word newbies but i feel like that is where we may see a lot of that coming from i don't know i think it's a lot of the older heads you think so yeah people that have been in for a while um especially the people in their late 40s to 50s and 60s because when they started swinging most of them mm -hmm. it was literally you know just you met to fuck there yeah. was no like making friends and this and that i mean like people made friends but it was after they fucked right because <laughs> you're like we're gonna do this again and then obviously conversation occurs more the next couple times right. you see each other but it, it's just been in the last like five to seven years that this whole concept of like the demisexual side of swinging mm -hmm. really took off you know where a lot more people are like hey i want to get to know you i want to be friends with you before yeah. i let you put your dick in me or yeah. you know before i put my dick in you yeah. And for a lot of the people that have been in this for a long time, that's a problem. Yeah. They don't want to be your friend. Right. They just want to fuck and forget about you. Yeah. And then that's kind of what's weird is because for both of us being polyamorous, it makes it, and maybe part of it is because we are polyamorous that we need a little bit more. Like we're not looking for a relationship with these people that we swing with. We are looking for that next step which is giving you that connection that you would get right and just to become familiar with the person and not just feel like you're a stranger that i'm going to fuck and be like okay thanks and never see them again right which which i don't understand how people can do that and have a good time i don't because no to me there's no way in hell i could have a good fuck session with someone i had no connection with like just no. because you have a pussy doesn't mean I'm going to have a great time. Right. Like I got two hands and a tote full of fucking male toys. <laughs> I I don't need your vagina. And 13 more coming. Yeah. Like I don't need your vagina. Right. And I feel like. You're like, you need to offer me more than just your mouth and your vagina. Like I yeah. need something more. And more than your ass. Like even yeah. the third hole ain't going to do it for me <laughs> if I don't have a connection for it. You yeah. know, and for a lot of people, you know, that are just down to fuck and that's all they want. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand how you can have good sex that way. I don't know. Because e even in our content creation mm -hmm. stuff, like we have to like the people that we're, yeah, like we're I shooting with. I can't make content with somebody that I have absolutely no attraction to or I have nothing to connect them with, like to connect myself to them with. So it, it, it'll come across that way too, because right. I don't have anything to go off and I feel very awkward with them yes. and I'm not comfortable. If I come off completely comfortable with them, you're gonna see way better content because right. I'm enjoying my time with that person. And I feel like you see that in porn even from way back before oh, OnlyFans and all that. Yes. Like you could tell when they were doing it just for money. Yeah. Yeah. And you can definitely tell with the amateurs on OnlyFans and stuff that they're just fucking to put content out. Yeah. You can see it on their face. Yeah. 
Like you it's, you're just going through the motions of, oh yeah, oh, this feels so good. Oh yes, you fucked me so good. And you're just like, okay. Yeah, and, and is that all you've got? Like you're, <clears throat> your body's not given that. Which I feel like this is kind of off topic, but <laughs> because we brought that up, I mean, you see a lot of that with uh, the girls that only fuck big dick guys. Yeah. Like you can see it on their face. They do not want to be there. Yes. Like they're just there. But then, but they'll they hype their video up. Like it's the most exciting thing they've ever done in their life. And it's so dry. Yeah. Like the only thing that could potentially wet is their pussy with a lot of lubricant. It was not their actual pussy being that wet. Yeah. It's like, give me a break. You know, just because big dick porn is selling good right now. Don't hurt yourself, girls. Please don't. Every woman <laughs> on the fucking internet does not need to do it. No. Like, because we all know not all of us ladies are built different down there. So we all know that there's a good majority of us that really shouldn't be taking really big dicks. Because, you know, when you say that you're sore a couple days later, like anywhere from like three to four days after you've had sex, that's a problem. It's not supposed to be like that. One day, that's understandable. We get that. You've been pounded fucking hard for an hour. Yeah, you're going to be sore for probably the next day. But after that, you should be right back to normal and feeling great for the next time. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong. I know there's women out there that prefer big dicks, mm -hmm. but when you scroll through Pornhub or Twitter, you know, or X, whatever you want to call it, um, or any other site, it is 99% big dick. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me all these women prefer that. There's just no way. <laughs> they prefer the money because yeah. that's what's selling. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll put themselves through that mm -hmm. just to make a buck. Yeah. Where we don't do shit like that. No. Like if we're not 100% into it, we're we're not shooting it. No, definitely you know, not. There's very few people like us that create content. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like if I'm going to be making the content, I'm going to want you to know that I'm enjoying myself, whether it's by myself or I mean, that's obviously a little bit different. But with these other people, whether it's male or female, I want you to tell be able to tell by my facial expressions by my body movement by the sounds that i make that you know it's not a show right yeah because when it's over the top like you know oh yeah <laughs> i mean I, I think i've met one woman in all the years i've been having sex <laughs> a that long was like time. super crazy over the top with you know her noises and you know like reactions and stuff like that uh-huh and she does it with everyone it's not like it was just me like she does it with everybody so do i know this woman no this is back back in the day oh okay but like i, I don't see how all these women that do porn pro or amateur mm -hmm. you know can do what they do and be crazy over the top and not expect people to be like yeah that's fake as fuck yeah <laughs> i'm sure they can tell but they're like well i already paid so i better watch to the end yeah i mean and maybe i'm just more of a more discerning porn viewer right where i look for stuff like that mm -hmm. because again if i'm getting off to it i gotta feel a connection to it yeah and if I feel like that chick is not into it, you're going to pick up that. I'm like, now mm -hmm. I'm not into it. Right. Now I'm not into it. <laughs> so it, it just comes down to for a lot of people in the swing world, 
that don't feel like a connection is necessary, mm-hmm. they're always going to have an issue with polyamorous people. Yeah. And I, I feel like this was probably the first ever that I've seen it be voiced. Oh, no. I've seen it a ton of times in like comments in the groups and stuff. Well, I was going to add from a poly group. Oh, yeah. So normally it's the other way around. You know, poly, not saying against swinging, but you see, you know, bat back and forth. But I haven't seen it the other way in that group that's for poly. So I was like, whoa, okay. It's quite interesting to see the other side Right, kind of say that they don't coexist when they certainly can. A big issue that the polyamorous community seems to voice about swinging is the people that uh, say like they're dating in the swing aspect. Okay, they're just fuck buddies. Like, but they'll say like they're dating somebody that's in that's a swinger. Yeah, like okay, if you're a swinger Mm -hmm. and you're dating a guy and all you guys do is fuck. Yeah, you're not dating. That's not dating. That's not your boyfriend. No. And a lot of swingers will use the terms girlfriend, boyfriend very loosely. Oh. Like there is no actual relationship. It's they get together and they fuck. Yeah. And then they go home. They really should stick to the old term of just saying you're my friends with benefits. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're my fuck buddy. Just yeah, maybe just fuck buddy. Or you're you're my play partner, because that's all the that's all you are. Yeah. Just just keep it at play partner that that's much better because yeah. then there's no well you're a little bit more than this or you're like in between no you're just a fuck buddy so just play partner keep right it at that. because if you're polyamorous you know you have those loving relationships you yeah know? it's a romantic relationship and i i feel like that irks a lot of polyamorous people mm-hmm. when swingers identify as polyamorous because they have a fuck buddy yeah that I don't like either because like I, you can't sit there and be like oh I'm polyamorous right because, because these I are have this person or this person that I fuck too no 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 right not. because these mm-hmm. are the same people that when they find out that we're polyamorous are like oh would you date me because they think it's just fucking right and you're <laughs> like no which we talked about on that other episode yeah you know where guys hit you up all the time mm-hmm. because as soon as you say that you're polyamorous they're like oh would you date me yeah yeah. And it's like... That's not you, what I you, do. You know nothing about me except that you think I'm hot. Right. And now you're asking if I would date you. Like, get the fuck like, out Like, what do here. I have... What in those two messages back and forth did you really give me as far as information that I'd be like, yeah, I want to date you. Like, no. Right. So that's, you know, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, they're not polyamorous. Not at all. They're swingers that just want a regular fuck buddy. And then you know what? If that's what it is, just say that. Yeah. Be upfront. But like, I, you don't want a boyfriend or girlfriend. You just want one regular person you want to fuck. Well, because most of these people are partnered, mm-hmm. they automatically put you on a lower rung, which is why they're not polyamorous. Like, you know, they feel like you're just the side chick. Gotcha. You're the fun one. Yeah. You know, which there are polyamorous relationships out there like that, you know, with the hierarchy and yeah, shit. Yeah. But we don't play that shit. No. In fact, I have zero respect for hierarchy of polyamory. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Hate me. Love me. I don't give a fuck. That's just but a shitty. I think way it's of complete bullshit. It. Yeah. And you're nothing but an abuser. But hey, that's for another episode. <laughs> yeah. That's another episode. <laughs> well, let's move on into our next segment. BDSM and kink. 
Okay, so this one's going to be a two-part, and I'm kind of throwing you for a loop on this one. Oh, yay. Okay, so we we have talked about golden showers. Mm-hmm. So briefly, we've kind of noticed that you have kind of this fetish, I guess you could call that, when it comes to watching me pee. Yes. Have you noticed, has it been anybody else peeing like if you were to watch anybody else pee, does it do anything for you? I don't know. I haven't seen anybody else pee. You haven't Googled it. You haven't. I mean, I follow a chick on Fansly because she followed us, mm-hmm. but like, I don't subscribe to her page or anything. So you don't really see anything, Okay. but her content is piss content. Okay. All right. Now this one, you haven't seen me do. Okay. Is there an interest and me peeing through my underwear versus oh. just like peeing on the toilet or, or in like the bathtub. I, I think it would be situational. Okay. That it could be hot. Like if it was done in in like a sensual erotic way, yeah, you like, would be yeah. like, okay. Yeah. But if you were just like, you know, I'm just going to piss my pants. Like, I don't think that would do anything for me. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about it that way. <laughs> but if it was done in a way that turned me on and I can't say exactly what that way would be right? because I've never really experienced that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say it won't turn me on. Okay. All right. So now it's quite interesting for me to like hear this kind of side from you because it's one, something that's totally new and we've been together for basically 10 years now. Um, but I am getting this enjoyment when I send you these videos of me peeing and you're like, I totally love that smirk you did at the end. Or like, I love this demeanor that you get when like you pee and you know that I'm watching because you know, I'm going to, I'm sending it to you. So what is it about it that you have noticed that you really liked? Like the smirk that you're talking about, like what what is it when okay. I do that? What does it do for you? Well, the smirk is like that's kind of your dominant side coming out. Okay. Which makes yeah, me can, yeah, I can kind of see that. Which makes me happy because I've spent almost a year training you yeah to be like that. Mm-hmm. So that makes me happy. Um, and then there's certain videos that you do that like you definitely make it kind of a sensual experience. Okay. And some of the angles that you're able to get. It's quite hard sometimes. I'm sure it is, but <laughs> like some of the angles just look really pretty. Like okay. it just makes your pussy look really pretty, mm. you know? And we all like pretty pussies. Yeah. And you know, it's just something hot about seeing, you know, a stream of liquid coming out of a pretty set of pussy lips. Like now, have you noticed a difference as far as like, if it's, a little bit more colored urine or if it's more clear like does that seem to make a difference or is it just kind of like eh, no i know she's still peeing so it's still kind of hot in itself in a way it's it's just hot either way to me but i will say like obviously the more hydrated you are it's going to be more clear right but the more hydrated you are the more force there is when yes. you're peeing yes and that can be really hot okay. just because it's just like it's like a fucking fire hose <laughs> man then i should have like gotten on top of you earlier when i really was doing like my pee dance after i came back from the gym because it was forceful when i came out yeah like 
I, I feel like for me, the more forceful it is, the hotter it is. Okay. All right. Is it the sound or? It's a little bit of everything. The okay. sound, the visual. Okay. And, you know, because like, I mean, you've sent me enough P videos now. I have. I've that, sent so many. Um, when it is a forceful stream, mm -hmm. it really spreads your pussy lips. Really? Yeah. So, okay. So obviously when I'm recording this. You can't see it. I right. can't see it because the camera is not facing in an angle where I can right. really like look. But if you go back and watch way. them, which I know you don't because you. Sometimes I do, but it just depends on how long that pee session was. Cause sometimes they're like 15 seconds yeah. and I just have enough time to just save it and then send it to you to make sure that you got it. Right. But you like, you can definitely see the difference in your lips huh like depending on how forceful it is that is pretty sweet i'm not gonna lie yeah so the force is probably the number one driving factor for me okay and then followed probably by like the sound and uh i would say like the color of it is probably the bottom for me okay like it doesn't really matter for yeah, you as much like i don't care if it's clear or orange i mean like obviously i've never had it orange thank you <laughs> yeah no i know but i'm just saying like watching it mm -hmm. I, I don't care what color it is okay if it was going on me then i would probably care what color it is okay obviously because like the darker it is usually the more it smells <laughs> <laughs> this is this is true I, I i can uh attest to that that is for sure I will keep that in mind because I do have this like urge in me to pee on you. So I will need to make sure that I'm super, super hydrated. So that way it is nice and clear. So you don't have to worry. Yeah. And now if you do try to make that happen, like you'll definitely have to make it known that you're in that dominant role. Okay. Because like, obviously I'm not going to let you do it if I'm in the dominant role. Right. Okay. So like, we're going to have to have that, that switch. So like prior to, so like in the beginning of the day, I'm going to be like, sir, we're going to have a switch because I'm feeling this kind of way today. Right. And I feel like owning your shit and making you realize that I'm top dog. Yeah. I mean, like that's the only way I think it would actually go down. Okay. Just because, if you come at me, you know, like I want to piss on you when I've been the dominant all day. Yeah. I'm going to be like, go oh, fuck yourself. Right. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah, good try. Yeah. I mean, okay. Because that whole dominance thing that you've been training for, mm -hmm. like it really does turn me on, you know? And like we've talked about, I don't always like the things that you do <laughs> when you're the dominant. Right. But, but I mean, that's kind of the same thing for me. I don't always like the things that right. you do when you're dominant. Right. So. But I still will endure it. <laughs> but I feel like this is something I would enjoy. Okay. You, you know, yeah, she's over here rubbing her hands and grinning. So this isn't super like kinky or anything, but it does go into line with feeding into me being treated like a goddess and I do like having that kind of a role, especially over the submissive type of men. Mm -hmm. So I know you really, really kind of get the ick when it comes to lotion. Yes, I do. <laughs> I hate lotion. But to me, 
I feel like the best treatment for like worshiping the me as like your goddess if I'm in that role and I'm wanting to be treated that way is to be on your knees and applying the lotion to my body you know getting my legs and you know caressing them with the lotion and working it in real good massaging down into my feet and then you know making sure you can get my back where I can't always reach it and of course rubbing it into my ass cheeks and I'm I know you might be able to look past the ick of the <laughs> lotion because you're grabbing a hold of my butt cheeks but I, I kind of want to see if we can get you through <laughs> the feeling of lotion on your hands to be able to put it on my body. Because I know the, there was literally one time that I got you to do it. And I, I just applied my own sunscreen. So yeah. this is where we stand. So this, this is going to be my challenge okay. that I will have with you. Um, it may not go as well as I'm wanting it to. It may take some time to get it to be where you can kind of overlook that feeling and enjoy applying it How to me. How fucked up do I have to be that I'm like, yeah, piss on me, but I <laughs> do not want lotion on my hands. <laughs> Maybe slightly fucked up I mean, and twisted. Just, I don't know. I'm just saying. It could be one of those things. But yeah, that is what we're going to work on. Um, okay. Now, going back to, you know, the golden shower thing. Mm-hmm. Uh because this has turned me on for the last several months, have you found it to be any more of a turn on for yourself, either in the giving or the receiving? Um, Cause obviously like we've talked about it a lot more than we ever did in the past. So has that changed anything in your mind? So what has changed a little bit is there is that part of me was like, well, if I pee on him, He's totally going to have to like pee on me one more time or a few more times. I don't know. Like, I know you've done it to me before. It's just been a while just because, you know, peeing on somebody, you usually have to do that in the shower. Mm -hmm. And as most people have heard before, I take showers from hell. So we don't take showers together. Um, But a part of me is just kind of like, I think I could kind of find it hot if like he peed on me too. Um, But I do feel like when you pick up on that, like, sensual side of me that is being dominant as well that is a turn on to me right there so i know it doesn't happen all the time because you don't always catch that smirk or catch me in that all the time dominant essence when i'm sending you those videos but when i have sent you a few in the past that you have made a comment about it that has been a turn on for me okay got you i was just wondering if because of us talking about this over the last several months, Mm -hmm. if you have had a change in your thinking, because when we first, you know, got into BDSM and all the way up until a couple months ago, it wasn't a hard no for you, but it it, it wasn't something that you were like, yeah, do it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, it's a little bit more of a, yeah, he could totally pee on me some more. Like I'd be all right with that. Like I'd be, I'd be wanting it now. Whereas before I'd be like, yes, don't be on me. (laughs) But that right there is a perfect uh, way to show how important communication is in the BDSM lifestyle, Mm -hmm. you know, and how things can evolve and change. They can, yeah. Throughout your dynamic, Mm -hmm. you know, because while it was never a hard limit, it was a soft limit at first. Yeah, soft limit. Then it became a, well, if you're going to do it, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it doesn't do anything for me one way or the other mm -hmm. to now it's like yeah go ahead and go ahead and piss on me yeah it might be kind of hot like yeah that's kind of where we're at <clears throat> kind of hot <laughs> i mean so it's just crazy you know that we get to talk about this mm -hmm. and kind of show the evolution of our own dynamic yeah so hopefully it'll help people that are newer you know or maybe they've been in a long time and their communication just isn't where it needs to be mm -hmm. so their dynamic hasn't evolved you know like you have to open up those lines of communication yeah you know and for us it, it wasn't even a you know i want you to do this to me or i want to do this to you it yeah. was like you did it and i was like over time i was like okay that's kind of hot huh yeah you know and because it was the evolution of the bdsm because when you. you first started doing it like it didn't really do anything for me one way or the other right like it was hot that i got to see your pussy <laughs> you know during the day right um but then like the more you were doing it and i, I think when you went back to work and you were doing it at work <laughs> it made it even hotter because mm -hmm. it's like you're being a naughty slut at work right so that i think helped push me into the okay this is fucking hot yeah and then we started talking about it more and then it was the i want to pee on you and i was like i might be down for that okay you know yeah and then you know obviously like you just said now you're to the point where you think you want me to piss on you in a scene too yeah like it's just the evolution is fucking awesome yeah. and i like that it's always revolving evolving <laughs> Evolving. <laughs> Evolving. There we go. I was trying to think of like a, how it's like a circle, you know, like it keeps moving all different parts. Right. But we keep growing. Yes. You know, and I think it, it's cool that we get to do this podcast because in 20 years from now, we'll be able to come back and listen to this and be like, that's oh when God. we started the golden shower play. Yes. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so oh, it's just something that I think is pretty fucking cool that cool. not everybody gets to do. This is very true. So. Should totally try it though. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll have to try it. All right. So, what are we doing for our fun segment? We are doing the fantasies. Fantasies. Okay. Yeah. So, is is this just our own personal fantasies? No celebrities. Yeah. Or? No celebrities. This is just a more in depth fantasy of for, like one for you and one for me. Okay. So, why don't you go first since it was your idea? Okay. All right. Well, we know how my, my descriptions go. So I'm going to try my best on this one. Okay. Okay. So this is my fantasy for you. And I have a feeling you will like some aspects to it. Okay. Not sure if you like all of it, but maybe I'll be surprised and you'll be like, oh yeah, I'd be down for every single aspect of that one. So this starts out where you're at work and you know, you're in your work clothes. You've been working all day, but you get interrupted about like lunchtime by this white van that pulls up and what hops out is this like thick beautiful black woman and like <laughs> i want to say like the opposite but like this asian girl and they're wearing these like brown jumpsuits that remind you of ghostbusters okay, <laughs> okay. so they come walking up to you and they're like are you Mr. Pedro? And you, of course, go, yeah. And they're like, well, we need you to come with us, sir. And you're just kind of like, well, what is this about? And they're like, well, you need to come to the back of our van. So come follow us. 
so they're parked by the edge of the road from the driveway of where you work and one girl opens up the back door and the black woman pushes you down so that you're sitting on the back of like the van and then she kind of like straddles your legs between her thighs and she grabs both of your wrists and she pins your wrists behind your back while the asian girl is tying your hands without like you're obviously just kind of like oh shit okay this is now going down like what the fuck so before you can say anything they duct tape your mouth and then they throw a pillowcase over your head and they put you all the way into the back of the van and then proceed to tie your legs as well so your hands are tied behind your back and then your legs are now bound so they close the doors up and they start moving so you're not able to say anything besides rolling around the back of the van as they drive you to the location the location feels like you've been in there for an hour it might have been less you don't really know but when you get out you are still with the pillowcase over your head so you cannot see where you're at but they put you on a gurney and they wheel you into an area that kind of feels like a dungeon like it feels cold and damp so they finally like untie your your feet but they laid you down like they stripped you down after they untied your feet and they took off your shirt so you're now just completely naked and they like spread you out so you're kind of like you know arms apart legs apart completely exposed and they proceed to clean you I mean you were just working so now your body is getting like thoroughly cleansed like a sponge bath it was but it was like a dirty sponge bath so your feet are like you can feel the cold like cobblestones under your feet and they're sponging you down they're getting in between your butt cheeks they're mis- like not massaging but they're kind of like groping around your balls and kind of like teasing you as they're you know washing up your dick and your balls and they're kind of like coaxing with like their fingers because they have the acrylic nails on so they're kind of like giving that like come hither as they're like stroking through your taint and up to your balls and your dick which of course is starting to like excite you a little bit but you're kind of on edge you're not really sure what is going on because you still can't see anything so they dry you off and they lead you to what another room and they let you down on this table and on the table is a space for your head so it's kind of like a massage table and then you kind of like get in this position where your dick falls through the table and you're kind of like what the fuck kind of of course wondering like what you just got laid on but also kind of knowing what you're being put on so they keep you blindfolded but they tie your arms down to the front of this table and they have your legs spread so they also tied them down as well and then you start feeling hands all over your body and they're starting at your shoulders and they're rubbing down your back and they're massaging into your butt cheeks and underneath and then they're sliding their hands in between your thighs and they're slowly just kind of groping in and up and around and then at the same time as someone's doing that 
you have hands now on your dick and just stroking up and down with all these like oils and it's super sensual and they are just enthralled with just getting your dick hard and then you start you know feeling their mouth on your cock and they're just you know absolutely pleasuring you and of course you know you're trying to squirm but you can't because you're strapped down to this table but they're basically just taking turns stroking you and sucking your cock until they make you come but they make you come over and over so they're making it to the point where you end up actually squirting so how do you feel about that experience i mean it sounds super hot yeah the only thing that uh i think isn't factual and this would really suck if this ever happened and you know i would miss out on this opportunity but <laughs> i think you underestimated my ability to uh get out of that situation in the first place <laughs> but i mean this is you going willingly obviously yeah. <laughs> i mean <clears throat> um but yeah that would be totally hot i mean the only thing that would be hotter is like if they would actually have me come all over them like if they laid under me mm. and then like i came all over them and yeah. then when they were done they took the blindfold off and oh. i could see them like covered in my cum yeah like that would be fucking hot that would have been more hot yeah but i mean <laughs> overall very hot scenario okay all right so is my turn now it is your turn yes okay so I'll have to make mine a little bit quick. <laughs> I took a long one this time. I know, which that never happens. I'm happy about. Um, <laughs> so mine starts off with me coming home from work. Okay. And there is a vehicle in the driveway that I do not recognize. Hmm. And <clears throat> I think it's kind of weird because I'm like, who the hell is this? You know, and I come in and like, I don't see anybody. I don't hear anything. I'm looking around like I don't see our daughter anywhere. So I'm like, the fuck? So I do my normal, you know, put all my shit away from from work and all that. Get my lunchbox dropped off and all that. And I go in to put my pajamas on in the bathroom. And then I hear like a faint like thudding, like coming from upstairs. So I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I change real quick and I come up and like, as I'm coming up the stairs, I can hear more of that thudding hmm. and it's a flogger. Like I can tell like it's a flogger. Oh, so we have a curtain in our room, you know, that's, that separates like our office area from our sleeping area. Mm -hmm. So I open that up and I see you flogging one of our friends, Oh, someone that you've played with. Oh, already. Okay. And he is bent over the bed mm. with his hands behind his back in cuffs. And he's got a spreader bar between his legs. So he's like standing on the floor, bent over the bed mm -hmm. and you're flogging him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you're wearing your strap on. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, okay, I, I know what the fuck's going on here. So then you notice that I'm there, obviously. And you're like, oh, hi, daddy. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> somebody wanted to come over and play, oh. you know. So I was like, oh, OK, you know, you want me to go downstairs and wait? And you were like, no, 
I want you to watch. So I was like, okay. So I pull my little office chair in and I sit like in the doorway and I watch you do your thing. And you know, you're flogging them all over and stuff. And uh, you would take a break and like massage his butt cheeks and uh, you know, like rub his back and stuff from where you were flogging him. And then you would tease him by like playing with his asshole. <laughs> and you would wait until he would start to like squirm around and you would make him beg for your strap on. Mm. And then when you felt that he had begged enough, you would start fucking him and you would look back at me, you know, and be like, do I look hot doing this daddy? <laughs> you know? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, very much so, you know, I was just sitting there enjoying. And, uh, then when you moved him onto the bed then, and you tied his legs up <laughs> above his head and you got on top of him, like in a missionary type position and you just start going to town. Uh, you asked me to flog you while you were fucking him. Oh, so I was flogging you on the bed while you were fucking his ass and that made you come because you know the sensation on your clit from the strap on and you know being so turned on you came and then you were like i don't think he's the only one that should get fucked in the ass and i was like oh what's going on here you know and that's when you told me to get naked and get on top of you while you were still fucking him oh and I started fucking your ass while you were still fucking him. So it was like a, a sandwich. Like, <laughs> okay. And we did that. And whenever I was getting close, you stopped fucking him and you laid down like kind of half on him, half off of him. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I think we both deserve your load. And you wanted me to come on both of you. All right. And then... You made him clean it up. <laughs> that definitely sounds very appealing. I mean, I figured that for for you at this point, like it's got to be fucking kinky or else it's not really a fantasy anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I would add to that. Like what I think would be really hot is like when you were about ready to come is that like yeah i'd want some of it too but i would totally like spread his ass so that you could put some of it in his ass oh okay <laughs> like you obviously wouldn't have like your dick in his ass but like you could shoot your load you go pretty far so like you could <laughs> shoot it at me but like f have it like land kind of like into his ass oh that would be interesting right i mean obviously he would have to consent to that well yeah obviously i mean because like my strap on can't do that right so, but a actual dick can. Yeah. I mean. So if I, he was into that, I could be like, I got you. Like, I figured that this would be something that you'd be into because yeah. like you, yeah. you love male, female, male, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even think you would give a fuck if the two guys were gay and you were still involved with them. Like. Yeah. No, I totally <laughs> wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, I totally suck his cock. Like, yes. Can I fuck both of you? Like, put your little pretty asses up. <laughs> yeah. Like, for you, it's just you love male, female, male. Yes. So, I figured that would be a good fantasy for you. It was. I appreciate <laughs> it. All right. Well, that is all the time we have. 
Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe or follow, depending on what platform you're listening. Mm-hmm. And please leave us a review. The yes. reviews help us grow. The more yes. reviews we have, the more the, the platforms more reach we get. Yeah, the more platforms push us to mm-hmm. new audience members. So that's our goal in 2024 is to grow our audience mm-hmm. because we want to bring this dumpster fire to everybody that we possibly can. Hell yeah. So thanks again. And we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the kitchen sink ENM and kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us. VJ's hotspot, the trendy pineapple, and also Pandora's resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper, and also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and kink podcast.